The way we consume and share news to date is largely rooted in social media outlets. A reason why I decided it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica in the studio. Good morning, Erica. Good morning. How are you doing this I'm doing, morning? I'm doing okay. Thank All you right. for asking. Thanks for joining us. So this uh, this story actually comes as a surprise, I think, yep. for, for most of us. Yes. Uh, because it's a death that came too soon, and that shocks us all. Uh, singer and rapper Aaron Carter apparently passing away at the age of 34. That's right. Um, uh, he was the younger brother of uh, Nick Carter, you know, as uh, one of the members of the Backstreet Boys. Um Aaron Carter was uh, found dead in his bathroom at his home in California on Saturday morning, and uh, representatives of his team confirmed his death, and uh, they're still trying to figure out exactly what happened mm-hmm. and what the cause of his death was. Uh, Aaron Carter's success actually came at a relatively young age, yep. in his teens, if I'm not mistaken. He was also a household name mm-hmm. here in South Korea. That's right. Um, he started his career opening for the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. on a number of tours and concerts. He also had a successful career of his own at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the late 90s and early 2000s, he sold millions of copies of his four albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one he made when he was just nine years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, his second album, Aaron's Party, uh, was released in the year 2000, went triple platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, following the album, he supported the Backstreet Boys and uh, Britney Spears. On the Oops, I Did It Again tour. And as he grew older, he transitioned into rap. And uh, he also appeared in a number of Broadway musicals and uh, also on the U.S. TV show Dancing with the Stars. He really did have a solid career, stretching clearly many mediums. And throughout his career, Mm -hmm. it was made public that he had faced a number of struggles. And he shared that publicly as well. Mm -hmm. He checked into rehab several times. He filed a bankruptcy petition back in 2013. That's right. Um, you know, at the time, it was reported that he had millions of daughter, uh, dollars of debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, much of it was tax-related. Uh, he also had several high-profile run-ins with authorities over drug possession and reckless driving. Earlier this year, he told uh, the Daily Mail that he no longer wanted to be seen by the public mm-hmm as a a train wreck. But there was a lot of, I guess, proactive response to that. He checked himself into rehab. In his interviews, he seemed adamant about turning his life around. That's right. Uh, He was a dad as well, and that was one of the reasons why he checked into rehab earlier this year in a bid to gain custody of his son, Prince, who was born last year. Uh, Following the announcement of Aaron Carter's death, the prince's mother, Melanie Martin issued a statement saying that she was still in the process mm. of accepting this unfortunate reality. Um, his brother, Nick, has also uh, expressed his great sadness over the passing of his baby brother. Uh, he wrote on social media, you know, apparently they had a really complicated relationship, but uh, he says that will never stop me from, you mm. know, missing my baby brother. Love is interesting. Yeah, it um, really is. And uh, at this time, it's it's probably helpful to remind our listeners um, yeah. it, it, to be mindful and sensitive to uh, the, the families and those who are close to yes. uh, the late Aaron Carter, to be sensitive about what we say. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, the Backstreet Boys, uh, they debuted in the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. Uh, fellow 90s pop stars, New Kids on the Block, mm-hmm. uh, also paid tribute to Aaron Carter, saying that they were shocked and saddened by his death.
Uh, may he rest in peace. Yep. And while the investigations go forward, uh, we'll have updates for listeners when yes. we get more details. Mm-hmm. Let's turn to our second, perhaps uh, much needed discussion on Twitter in transition. Yep. Uh, we knew that the boat will be rocked, mm-hmm. but not to this extent, perhaps. Uh, Twitter employees around the world receiving blunt termination, leaving workers in limbo. I mean, I'm seeing reports on New York Times and Washington Post saying they didn't really get a heads up as to when and how they would get fired. Well, not properly anyways. There you go. Yep. So uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, he announced plans to lay off uh, up to what, 50% mm. of the workforce. Mm. Uh, that's that's like thousands. What, that's thousands, like yeah. 3,700. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he told uh, the employees over email that they have been laid off. Uh, workers were literally let go overnight. They woke up and discovered that they were fired. Uh, there was no formal notice of their uh, employment status either. Uh, emails that went out were really blunt. Uh, mm. Key details differed depending on the region the employees worked in. And it's left many people really angry and confused. Because, I mean, although layoffs were expected, uh, Elon made that very clear. Yes. Just there's a way to do it in any industry. Yeah. Um, you're, you're As an employee, you're required to give a two weeks notice, right? I mean, that's the minimum you can give. That's right. Uh, should it be also respected from the other end? Uh, are there legal boundaries mm-hmm. in which uh, the new CEO has to respect. Yeah. Now, employees were told, again, by the company that they could expect a workforce reduction starting Friday. They just didn't realize it would happen, like you said, overnight. Yeah. Uh, many employees actually started to realize they had lost their jobs late Thursday night. In fact, uh, the cuts began suddenly. Many of them realized that they had been cut off from access to work tools like email, Slack. Some of them couldn't you know, access their work laptops. Um, Twitter employees affected by mass layoffs uh, under Elon Musk. Um, yeah, they, they, it was just so sudden. I think that was, right. it's like a slap in the face, you know. Right. Uh, there's, again, I mean, there's a way to do it. Yeah. And this is not the protocol in most circumstances, which is why you can imagine for some of these employees that has been with the company for a long time, yep. a, a significant portion of their career may come as a surprise. Exactly. And many of these Twitter workers, yeah. they, they work in different uh, parts of the U.S different yeah. states uh, and parts of the world, in mm-hmm. fact, including here in South Korea, uh, they received notes that said different things about their job status and what they could expect in terms of severance pay. Uh, the notes appear to have been written to comply with each region's uh, labor laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, Europe, on the other hand, has more stringent labor laws. Uh, it often requires employers to negotiate with employees being laid off. So over there in Europe, Twitter employees received slightly milder emails that said your role at Twitter has been identified as potentially impacted or at risk of redundancy. Uh, the wording of that too. I know. Um, I guess it could be mildly offensive for you know workers at Twitter that have clearly different backgrounds yes. and different uh, countries they work from. Yep, and uh, many, uh, yeah, I guess now former Twitter employees, uh, they, they shared the emails they had received okay. from the headquarters. Uh, many of them shared the notification on social media under the under the hashtag 
one team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're only getting portions of yes. this email, but it, it, it does say something along the lines of today is your last working day at the company. That's, there is a sentence that reads exactly that. Today is your last working day at the company. That was the fate of thousands of employees at Twitter over the weekend, Korea time, at least. Now, as a result, Twitter is facing a class action lawsuit from former employees who say they were not given enough notice under U.S. federal law that they had lost their jobs. Now, without going into too much detail, because there's so much news about Twitter online right now, uh, the job cuts are part of an overhaul Mm -hmm. of the social media platform as Elon Musk attempts to make it profitable Mm -hmm. after his purchase. Now, he's looking at other ways as well to deal, to make a profit at the company, including plans to change the verification blue tick system from one that proves someone is who they say they are to one where people can get a tick only if they pay $8 a month. So this raises concerns, obvious concerns that if anyone could be anyone if they pay the money. Right. It it raises about, I guess, reliability of Twitter and what that blue tick was originally designed to do. Mm -hmm. Even that tick system has been delayed. And so nothing is smooth sailing in Twitterverse, perhaps expected, but I think this is perhaps the biggest headline to come out of that. About half of its employees had been laid Mm -hmm. off in a rather rude email. All right. So as you can imagine, going forward, Mm -hmm. it will be messy and lengthy. And on to our final story of the day. While we're being legitimately raising questions about safety precautions, uh, over in Indonesia, there was a concert. Uh, NCT 127 fans gathered in one place where on the first day of the concert, it had to be halted because 30 of its fans in the audience fainted, fainted because there was a, a crowd surge, a crush, and uh, which is a hypersensitive word, keyword here in Korea right now after what happened uh, in Itaewon. Although there were no casualties in Jakarta uh, over the weekend, uh, fans of NCT 127 were still criticized for their lack of etiquette and manners. Right. Um, I, I believe it happened where uh, the concertgoers were standing yeah. close to the stage That's and right. uh, trying to get closer to uh, the, the group, essentially. Yeah, NCT members were actually uh, handing out freebies uh, to the fans as well. So fans all the way at the back pushed forward towards the stage until the barricades uh, collapsed. Uh, as we all know, Indonesia also still reeling after yep. more than 130 people, including more than 40 mm-hmm. children that died in a stadium crush. That's just last month. That was one of the deadliest disasters in football history. So while this chaotic situation happened over the weekend during the concert, uh, the members of NCT, they signaled to stop the music. They asked fans to step back for their own safety. Uh, Hechan also tried to guide fans to raise their hands if they were feeling unwell Mm -hmm. and needed medical assistance. Yeah, so... The 30 fans who collapsed, thankfully, they have recovered and nobody was physically injured. And it does look like the authorities in Jakarta allow the second day of NCT 127 concerts to go ahead as planned. That's right. But the distribution of freebies merchandise was strictly banned. Uh, The police also put in place stricter measures to uh, separate fans from the performers on the stage. Also, more paramedics and security personnel were deployed Mm. on the second day Mm. of the concert. And I also heard that they created more resting areas Correct. within the standing uh, seats, I suppose, yep. so that people can get proper rest yes. when they feel a little bit out of breath. That's right. Thank you so much, Erica. Pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.